1: 84 L O U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlu.com or call 844-648-4LU. Hello everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to the Great America Show. Great to have you with us. Hunter Biden has finally been held in contempt of Congress. The House has only been back to work less than a week, but boy, it's been an eventful one. You have Speaker Mike Johnson cowering to the Marxist Dems agreeing to a $1.7 trillion spending spree, a border fight that's almost guaranteed to be lost by the Republicans, and yesterday the contempt of Congress markup and vote for Hunter Biden the son of the president who failed to show for a closed-door transcribed interview in December. Both on the day of the deposition and yesterday for the markup, Hunter showed up a surprise appearance in Congress to perform an act. Apparently, he's not just an artist and businessman. He's now an actor. Hunter was in the gallery of the House Oversight Committee hearing, and Congresswoman Nancy Mace was perhaps the top-performing member of Congress. Take a listen to Representative Mace. Looking Hunter right in the eye and telling him this.
0: First of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here. And- Mr.
2: Chairman, point of inquiry.
0: Mr. Chairman, um, if the
2: the gentlelady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order, order. Are women allowed to speak in here or no? Are women allowed to speak in here or no? You
0: keep interrupting me. I'll
2: interrupt the chairman. I don't know that he's a lady.
0: I think that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail. Our nation. Is founded on the rule of come law on, come on. and the premise come that on. the law applies equally to everyone, no matter what your lack. <laughs> la-
1: Point of order, Mr. Chairman. The interjection and disruption, none other than election denier and habitual Marxist dim liar, Jamie Raskin. Just moments after Mace grilled Hunter, it was Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene's turn to grill Hunter. And there a problem arose. As MTG began her questioning, Hunter and his attorney, Abby Lowell, stormed out of the meeting. A hasty retreat for the embattled first son, Lowell spoke to the press after their hasty escape and said Hunter Biden is a private citizen and should be left all alone.
2: Mr. Biden, let me start again. Hunter Biden was and is a private citizen. Despite this, Republicans have sought to use him as a surrogate to attack his father. And despite their improper partisan motives, on six different occasions since February of 2023, we have offered to work with the House committees to see what and how relevant information to any legitimate inquiry could be provided. Our first five offers were ignored, and then in November they issued a subpoena for a behind-closed-doors deposition, a tactic that the Republicans have repeatedly misused in their political crusade to selectively leak and mischaracterize what witnesses have said. What are you gonna do on the House? Last fall, Chairman Comer made an explicit offer to conduct that people like breaks, Hunter and had, like him, the, the option regime, to attend a deposition or a public hearing, whichever they chose. Hunter chose a hearing where Republicans sir, could not distort, manipulate, Or misuse that testimony, honoring, and then ignoring that invitation, and proving once again they cared little about the truth and wanted only to, quote, move the needle of political support, which was a quote Chairman Comer confessed was his true purpose. The Republican chairs today then are commandeering an unprecedented resolution to hold someone in contempt who has offered to publicly answer all their proper questions. The question there is, what are they afraid of?
1: Thank you. Poor Hunter Biden, just a good old private citizen. The contempt vote now expected to be brought to the House floor for a full vote sometime this week. And if passed on the floor, it goes to the Department of Justice to make the decision on prosecution, which I'm sure they won't. They're still the same corrupt bunch of Marxist dims running the Department of Justice. Another man getting a free pass from the DOJ, none other than January 6th mystery man Ray Epps. Epps, who was only charged with a misdemeanor in the first place, learned of his fate yesterday for his role in January 6. He was sentenced to probation, 100 hours of community service, and a $500 fine. That after the Department of Justice had recommended a relatively light sentence of six months in prison. Take a listen to Ray on January 6 as he urged people to go to the Capitol. Tomorrow! Tomorrow. To go into the Capitol! Into the Capitol! Yeah. No! 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 Peacefully! Fed! 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 Fed, no, f- fed! 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 Tomorrow?
3: I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need we need to go. I'll say it.
1: Alright. We need to go into the Capitol. We need to go into the Capitol! I didn't see that coming. Okay.
0: Monument Hill.
1: It's that direction. Spread the word. More than 1,200 people were arrested on that day, January 6th. More than 350 cases are still pending. Roughly 170 people have been convicted at trial. More than 700 people pled guilty on their own, and only two have been fully acquitted. Only two. And to top it all off, more than 450 of those found guilty were sentenced to prison prison terms that range from days to more than 20 years. perhaps Epps, it turns out to be a slap on the wrist. And the drama out of the Biden administration that never ends continues as the administration is answering no questions about the hospitalization of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Our guest today filing articles of impeachment against Austin for his breach of duty and dereliction. Joining us here on The Great America Show again, Congressman Matt Rosendale. Tell us your thinking and what you expect to result. Well, the reason this is brought on now, Lou, is the the
3: pattern of behavior that he has demonstrated since he's been confirmed by the United States Senate. And that is one of misleading the American people and or flat out lying. And so we'll start at this end of of the scenario. He went into the hospital to have major surgery conducted, Okay, and did not inform the president that he was going to be uh, unavailable. That is a national security threat. A couple of days afterwards tells his deputy that she should be responsible for these duties uh, as she's sitting in Puerto Rico uh, unaware uh, of any of this transpiring whatsoever. And then we go back and, and look at the uh, botched, terribly botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, where 13 service members lost their lives in the process of trying to extract the American people. And unfortunately, about 100,000 Afghan refugees, which we're still suffering other problems from. And then we go back a little bit further to when we had a Chinese spy balloon enter into American airspace over the Aleutian Islands, he was aware of it, allowed it to fly over Alaska, flew over Canada, entered Montana airspace, hovered around Malmstrom Air Force Base and uh, 140 ICBMs for a couple of days collecting information. First of all, he tried to deny that, that there was even a Chinese spy balloon in our airspace. Next, he he tried to say that the uh, the balloon was not able to collect images or data, which we know was a flat out lie. And then he went on to say, they could not transmit that information to China. We now have cellular information that shows that they absolutely were transmitting those images and that data back to China. And And when you combine all of these problems, okay, I certainly believe that it warrants uh, the impeachment of Secretary Lloyd Austin. This has been a national security
1: threat since he was confirmed. There, there's, there's no question that this is the most, I, I think, offensive, inexplicable conduct on the part of any Secretary of Defense in American history to actually go AWOL. And I know the man is uh, being treated. Uh, he has uh, uh, prostate cancer, uh, but all of that is entirely manageable. It is entirely treatable and curable. Uh, it, it, this is a bizarre moment in time where all he had to do, as is, is any, anyone in the command structure would do, is inform both his peers uh, his uh, the authorities above him and everyone below him but he did none of it he effectively was seriously absent without leave uh, and uh, he has been a bizarre character throughout his uh, tenure as defense secretary he has driven dei into the ranks uh, he has driven recruiting uh, into uh, into really a, a third or fourth afterthought we have recruiting shortfalls that are historic our military is now what 1.3 million that's fewer people in uniform than we had before World War II. This and vaccine mandates and no resolution, you talk about equitable, not to be fair to those people that they wronged to begin with, with their mandatory coercion. Uh, this is a he has a horrible track record uh, and an appalling performance. Uh, But, you know, the first thing people are going to say on the left, they're going to say, but he has prostate cancer and should be allowed to do whatever he wishes, irrespective of the security of the United States of America. That
3: is just not so, though. Again, he is the uh, defense secretary and he is charged with protecting our country and reporting to the president. And I'm telling you, Lou, we didn't hear anything about why he was missing. Nobody knew anything except that he was in the hospital and was not available. And until I brought this resolution and started having discussions about it on Monday, uh, dropped it in yesterday when we gaveled in, until yesterday afternoon, pressure finally had, increased at the Pentagon to the point that they had to disclose what was going on. I do not believe had I not been bringing the resolution forward that at this time we would still even know what took place. And you did describe the, the hollowing out of our military that should frighten everyone across this country. He has been the architect of the wokenization, if you will, of our military, uh, having them focus more on providing funding for transgender surgeries and, and abortions and battery-operated Jeeps than there are in creating the most effective fighting force on earth. And, and so when you try and figure out why in the world is it that our recruiting numbers are so low, you don't have to do that much research to figure it out. And as I've said, we need to make sure that everything we do as we invest in the military is, is just that, that it's making the most effective fighting force on earth. And anything else Uh, is nothing more than a distraction. And quite frankly, if you don't know if you're a man or a woman, you should not have your hand on the button that's gonna be launching missiles to protect our country.
1: We're talking with Congressman Matt Rosendale, who has just introduced a resolution to impeach the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. We're coming right back with him. And we're gonna take up, what does it really say about the Department of Defense and Lloyd Austin, that no one apparently missed him while he was gone. We'll be right back.
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle.
4: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: We're back now with Congressman Matt Rosendale. And I want to just to button up the uh, conversation over Lloyd Austin. Uh, You've uh, started the impeachment process. Uh, What does it really say about him? and about the Defense Department uh, command structure that no one missed him while he was gone. The President of the United States didn't even know he was gone until yesterday. Uh, What the President
3: knows on a daily basis or does not know probably wouldn't surprise anybody that's listening to this broadcast, okay? Uh, I am just as concerned about who is advising him. When I watch the President try to deliver a, a speech and then wander around the stage when he concludes it to try and figure out how to get off of it. I, I'm gravely concerned about who's advising him oh, as well. Respect. But you're right, we, we have we have bases around the world that are literally being attacked. We have conf- potential conflicts in Iran. We've got Korea, North Korea acting up. We've got the Chinese threatening to invade Taiwan um there's a lot of things going on that the uh secretary of defense should have been available for to answer questions and the fact that nobody missed him you're right who's who's actually running this shadow government
1: right you know it, it is difficult enough to 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 be dealing with the reality that the commander in chief is mentally impaired cognitively impaired he is compromised uh politically ethically f- financially uh, in every way. And th- these are the leaders that we're going, uh, uh, could be going to war with. Uh, it is, it, it has to be s- if sobering at the least and frightening uh, at the greatest extent to think of the leadership of this country. And now we've got Mr. Milktoast as a Speaker of the House. This man, Mike Johnson, uh, is disappointing. I have to tell you, is an immense disappointment But to me. Uh, I have no idea how it is that he thinks he should be unilaterally ignoring his uh, his representatives. I mean, you guys are representatives. I think it's pretty clear to even the speaker that you're there to represent your constituents. But he's not working with you. He's, he's making deals with Joe Biden. Uh, it's crazy. What do you think?
3: I'm very disappointed, okay? When I start hearing about negotiations that are taking place between the four corners, as they call it, Speaker Johnson, Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader, and then Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell. I know that nothing good will come from that, okay? If you have a bad process, you will end up with a bad product. That's why Congress and the Senate, we've got two separate chambers. They are supposed to develop their own agenda. They're supposed to, uh, as we said, the power of the purse strings. The, The House is supposed to develop the 12 appropriation bills and send them over to the Senate. The whole system is breaking down. And this is why the American people witnessed back in January, where a small group of us demanded regular order be restored to Congress, okay, okay, and to restore the rules that it used to be governed by, not some radical deviation, but to have discussion, debate on the House floor, to have single subject legislation, to to develop the 12 appropriation bills by June 30, like it's supposed to happen every year. And we are tired of the rules being suspended, a bunch of the Republicans going along with a bunch of the Democrats to to pass that suspension and then then pass the uniparty um, spending that we have continued to watch, which has plunged us. 34 trillion dollars in debt. And, and I will tell you, Lou, I am I am offended when I hear people here that have been there for a couple of decades tell me that I just don't understand that you have to work together in order to make these things happen. And they are the very architects of the destruction of these institutions and, and the piling of 34 trillion dollars of debt on our Children,
1: grandchildren, great-grandchildren at this point. yeah The numbers are overwhelming in every sense of the word. But when you look at $34 trillion of national debt, and the rate at which money is being spent, which means that there will be over a $2 trillion deficit this year, and uh, every quarter uh, you're adding immense sums of money, you, you we, uh, you and the, the executive are doing so, I, I don't know how we get out of this because we're spending almost a trillion dollars in servicing the debt. Exactly. The American people are throwing a trillion dollars at the U.S. banking system. And you know what, folks? You don't, you don't need to do that. There's no pity party for them. This is a rigged, monstrous mess that we've got right now, and there will be an economic consequence. And it will be a dark and stunning uh, shock to this economy and to this society if we don't avert, <laughs> uh, avoid in every way possible uh, that calamity. And and there's only one way to do that. And that's, as you have been preaching uh, and calling for uh, throughout, we've got to cut spending. Not cut down spending. the rate of spending. We got to cut it. Exactly. Exactly.
3: Look, well, I was the ins- commissioner of securities and insurance for the state of Montana from 2016 until 2020. In that four-year period, I reduced the spending in that agency by 23%. Not the increases. I reduced the spending by 23% and we still provided oversight on all the different uh, agencies that we were supposed to in a very, very effective fashion. We must reduce our spending. We have to. One of the things that everybody continues to stay away from is the mandatory part of spending. Now, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid are all part of mandatory spending. So that stuff is on autopilot. It needs to be reviewed, but Lou, Congress has shifted a bunch of other things into mandatory spending as well so that they don't ever have to consider it again. We have to get real about addressing those issues. Or guess what? Those programs aren't going to be around to, to support the very people that have already paid into that. Keep right. this in mind. That the the amount of, of of debt is going to climb to fifty trillion dollars in five short years. Yeah. This this is real, $50 trillion, and, and at that level, it will consume not a trillion dollars a year, but it's going to consume about 50% of the total revenue that the federal government collects. So if you think we're having difficult times now trying to figure out where to cut, in five
1: years, 50% of the revenue will go to service the debt. Absolutely incredible. Uh, we're talking with Congressman Matt Rosendale. We're going to talk when we come back about the cartels uh, control of our U.S. border and how nice it was of Joe Biden when he took office to turn over control of, uh, of 2,000 miles of border with Mexico directly to the drug cartels who now control both sides. We're coming right back, talking with Congressman Matt Rosendale. Stay with us.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: back now with Congressman Matt Rosendale and Congressman the cartels uh, the cartels now own the border the United States government is not in control of that border the Mexican government is not in control of that border that means only one group could be and that is the Mexican drug cartels and it's one reason you've got so many people who are uh, let's very say very happy with the Mexican government uh, and uh, Manuel Lopez Obrador the president uh, because they're scared to death of the cartels that run the southern portion of those four border states as well as nearly all of Mexico, and also they run President Manuel Lopez Obrador. Uh, We're looking at, this is the reality, and no one wants to say it out loud. I just did. And we've got to, I I just can't understand what you guys are doing about you, the Republican conference, are doing about that border, and, and your speaker goes down there and acts like it's the first time he's ever thought about illegal immigration. I swear to you. So, they're not just uh, taking
3: operational control. What is co- the, 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 the formal uh, term is operational control of our border, but I uh, have a very strong relationship with my state attorney general, Austin Knutson, and the uh, cartels are operating in all 50 states, Lil. They're operating in all 50 states. That's how we're getting this fentanyl distributed around the country. That's where we're losing uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 100,000 American citizens every year to drug overdoses, most of which is coming from fentanyl. That is coming from the Southern border. The components are coming from China, but it's being processed and and sent in through there. Uh, The cartel in the Del Rio, sector alone, so that's that Eagle Pass area. Mm -hmm. I went down there, that was my fourth trip down to the border. I went down last week. The the CBP officers told me that they estimate that the cartel is making, in that one sector alone, $32 million a week. Mm -hmm. They are controlling our southern border. I talked to law enforcement, the, the local sheriff, he says, we don't have a, an illegal immigration problem. We have a, a slave trade problem. All of these hundreds of thousands of people that are coming into our country illegally have a financial obligation to the cartel and they will pay it and they will pay it and they will, they will work until they pay that debt off. They are slaves to the cartel. We hear about the terrible human trafficking and the sex trafficking that's taking place. There's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 100,000 children that have come across our border illegally that are, that are missing. We don't even know where they are. God help those children and the, and the circumstances and the conditions that they have been sold into. But God help those who are, are leaving this border open that's allowing that to happen. So now we combine that going back to this spending issue, Lou. This is the one time, January 19th, when we're going to have the opportunity As the House of Representatives to say, we're not going to sign off on any additional spending until our border secure and whether you use the provisions of HR 2, which was the most comprehensive conservative legislation to address illegal immigration and our southern border security that has ever come through. Washington, D.C., or the provisions of five pieces of legislation that I will be introducing tomorrow, starting with a stoppage of all uh, immigration, except for the, the work visas, the temporary work visas, stop all immigration for five years until we can reduce those numbers down, and including measures that will stop the asylees from claiming asylum status being released into our country, for a term of six to eight years before they can have a hearing to determine if they're even eligible for asylum. This is our opportunity to utilize, as they say, the power of the purse strings, okay, and say, we're not going to fund the balance of government until these
1: provisions are implemented and we secure our southern border. I I think you're saying what a lot of people are thinking uh, as well. and. I often do that. Many of them are that. usually you afraid to say what is, so, though. What is the expression? Uh, you know, there's no one more blessed than a fellow who gets lucky what he thinks, right? But there are not <laughs> many fellows in Washington doing what you're doing and getting lucky when they think. Uh, they don't even bother to think. Most of them. Why is our government involved? You mentioned the children that are coming across that border. Uh, this government, this the Biden regime. Uh, we know why they're called. Co- collaborating with uh, the uh, AMLO, the uh, Manuel Lopez Obrador uh, government. We know why they want the border wide open. So there can be more sex trafficking. There can be more uh, fentanyl in here. They don't give a damn that a 100,000 Americans are dying. And you know what? The American people don't seem to be paying attention to it either. Think about that number. I mean, it approaches half of the number of Americans who gave their lives in Vietnam, for crying out loud, in that war and we're losing that number every year, and no one mentions it. It's just collateral damage to the quote-unquote good life that the Biden administration and the Marxist Dems are living in what's left of America. It's outrageous. Think about this, Lou. If we
3: had a jet go down, uh, one of these big wide body jets, and, and it would take 350 lives, okay? If a jet went down, they would investigate that, and they would ground all those jets. We had one that had a door blow off. Not a single soul was lost, thank God. But they still grounded 200 jets over that. And we're losing the same level of one jet a day going down from fentanyl deaths, do you think? that maybe the federal government should do something about that. Alejandro Mayorkas should do something about that. Quite frankly, Lloyd Austin, this is a national security threat. They're not doing anything about it because they are allowing the Biden administration to create a permanent underclass. Whether those people actually end up voting and turning into Democrat voters is beside the point. What they understand is they wanna make them dependent. And that's why they start giving them things as soon as they enter our country to create a permanent Underclass that certainly will require a lot of Democrat votes to maintain that dependency. Okay, to maintain that that safety net for them, and so they look as as having a captive audience and a captured audience, uh, regardless of how the, the 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 permanent underclass that they so severely they disdain and they and they cause their suffering, but they but they prosper from it.
1: Absolutely. And uh, Congressman, as as we wrap up here, you you mentioned uh, January 19th, we're going to find out uh, a lot of things about the leadership of the Republican Party and those who are members of the conference. Um, I I have, and I want to get just as we wrap up here very quickly, uh, I want your sense of whether or not there is enough stuff. Uh, in the spine of Mike Johnson to actually lead, or are we going to watch another sellout uh, to the Uniparty, to the Deep State, uh, and the Marxist Dems?
3: I am I am very concerned whether he will have the intestinal fortitude to stand with the people across the country. Okay, instead of the Uniparty and the DC cartel uh, that that tends to fund all of the the. Uh, apparatus, if you will, uh, to keep these people in place. I, I am concerned about that and that's why I'm going out on every single program that I can and asking people to reach out to their representative, to reach out to the Speaker's office and to say, we demand that we get operational control of our Southern border. We demand that spending levels go down because they are the two imminent threats that our country is facing right now.
1: Well, we'll give them that number right now. The uh, Capitol switchboard is 202-224-3121. That's uh, 202-224-3121. Let uh, your representatives and senators know how you feel about it all, uh, because the feelings are, uh, as they say, rising. Congressman Matt Rosendale, always great to talk with you. You're a great American. Thanks for joining us here on The Great America Show. Thank you so much, Lou. It's always great to be with you. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. Join us here tomorrow for The Great America Show. Our guest will be attorney Kurt Olson on the Cary Lake court cases, what it'll take to get the truth about Maricopa County and the vote. Please join us each and every day for The Great America Show. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And please watch Lou Dobbs Tonight on Lindell TV, available on Rumble, on Roku on Apple TV, and of course, Frank Speech. Thanks everybody, God bless you, and may God bless America.